Share some time with you right here at WILI, AM 1400 and 95.3 FM. So we're doing live radio here on Wednesdays each week. Also, we're videotaped, obviously, for YouTube. WILI has a YouTube channel for all of its 5 o'clock shows. So you can catch us anytime on demand. Uh, just go and search for WILI Radio. You'll get the YouTube channel for all of our shows. And I'm really happy we have a very arts-oriented show today. We're going to look at local live music with musician Evan Wood, who's been very active all around the region doing live music. We're going to have Quiet Corner Contra Dance back on the show. They're going to close out the show with some live music at the third part. And we're going to begin with my good friend from the Coventry Arts Guild. I see Richard White is the president. Every month or so he comes by with an update on all their good activities Welcome back. Good to have you in the studio. It's good to be back. Thank you for the uh, repeated inf- uh, invitations. It's good well, to... there's so many good things once in a while. You know, some people have one or two things a year. Other people, more frequent. We are working on it. You bet. <laughs> and uh, the reason why we have Richard here is a very big annual event that's been a year in preparation. It's their Arts on Main, where the whole downtown area is transformed. Kind of like we do here with Third Thursday, but a different way. So, Richard, congratulations on everybody to pull this off. Well, thank you so much. It's a it's a big uh, a it big is. deal. It's the it's the sixth annual. We had to skip two years for COVID, but that's uh, right. We've done six. This is our sixth year, uh, all up and down Main Street. We've got uh, music, we got dance, we got poetry and puppetry, and you name it. Food trucks, uh, art exhibitions, and uh, lots of things for the for big kids and little kids. It's a, it's a great event, and uh, we're looking forward to another fine outing this, uh, this Saturday, September 16th. You know, something you mentioned before, this is like 10 years in the works to take an area that had a very yeah. difficult curve mm-hmm. right in the middle of town with all the other businesses transforming walking spaces. Mm-hmm. So that took so long for a town to prepare for just an easy event now. Well, it's uh, you know it's a tribute to our just recently retired town manager John Elsesser, who was a, a, a wizard at putting together patches of little grants to make things happen. Yeah. The hall that we use, uh, Millbrook Place, when I came to, to Coventry 20 years ago, it right. was a stone wall with sky, no roof, and and it's now a finished uh, air conditioned. Uh, community venue for receptions and we use it for uh, for music and uh, poetry and our art exhibitions um, and it's been a really concerted town effort our town town council has been very supportive right. um, it's a it's a good place to be in the arts and we're, we continue to grow so uh, this is uh, this is our big big event and uh, we we're featuring um, the in our poetry reading Poets' Corner, uh, Antoinette Brimbell, who is the Connecticut's State Poet Laureate, will be reading, um, along with um, Nadia Sims, who's a writer from uh, from Manchester, and there'll be an open mic part of the event for some other poets to come in and uh, tell us their, give us their uh, their story and their their poetry, and that's all at Millbrook Place. In addition to a members uh, art exhibition we have about 40 pieces of art uh, paintings drawings and so right. forth uh, from our members but all the way down this, this street there's um there's a children's uh, art extravaganza where the kids go out and they paint they have these um, cardboard uh, animals that they've constructed and the kids go paint them paint the animals and then there's masks that mm-hmm. they can paint the sidewalk chalk that they can uh, participate in we have uh, 17 arts and craft vendors on a parking lot um, who'll be selling their uh, their arts and crafts all art art uh, and craft related 
um, puppet uh, puppet shows on the half hour uh, from twelve. Uh, Twelve thirty on, I think, um, at the, uh, the library, Booth and Dimmick Library front steps. So there's a, there's a little bit of everything, and uh, we have a student art exhibition uh, and a, a courtyard at the uh, First Church where there are food trucks and uh, three different bands will play through the course of the afternoon, yeah. 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Right. The uh, transportation is provided by a, a bus shuttle. There'll be parking. The parking, best parking, is at uh, Patriots Park, uh, where the where the lake is and the beach. And there's a shuttle bus that'll take uh, visitors back and forth from uh, Patriots Park to the the center of Main Street. And there'll also be on the hour there'll be shuttle service from uh, wherever you are at the show or at the parking mm -hmm. lot right. to the David Hayes Sculpture Field. You can uh, take an hour tour of that and come back. On We've a bus. talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, because it's extensive, it's huge, oh, it's and it's 30, kind of a hidden 35 treasure. 35 or 55, 57 acres, I think is what it is, and it's yeah. covered with um, the legacy of uh, the late David Hayes sculptor, uh, steel uh, steel sculptures and uh, all manner of, uh, of yeah. wild, wild stuff. But one thing to keep in mind, you know, don't fill the car up with people and drive into downtown. Get the shuttle because they're going to organize all the chaos to keep it safe for everybody to walk around and not have to worry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's at Patriots Park, 124 Lake Street. If you don't know where it is, 124 Lake Street is the address. And uh, if there is a rain problem at all, like it was today, there's some horrific rain this afternoon. I guess Coventry High is a backup location for at least some of this stuff, right? We had we had a good meeting on that the other day about the, the eventuality. Some of the, the indoor activities will stay on Main Street, right. but the outdoor activities will move to the uh, to the mm -hmm. high school. Yeah. And we never had to do it before, and we hope we don't have to do it again. All right, so you can go to the website, too, Coventry Arts Guild. You'll get the whole idea of all the stuff, and there are other activities, too. But I wish you a great weekend with a lot of good weather. It's a big event for people in town. Uh, also, you wanted to mention, too, uh, I've had other guests on. A lot of people are getting into speaking and, and poetry and creative uh, presentation, and the Poets' Corner series uh, goes on throughout the whole season, not just on the Arts on Me. Do you want to mention how that well, works? Well, Poets, Poets' Corner will be... Uh, on uh, the second Friday of each month, October, November, and December. Um, and that's an open mic event where uh, writers and poets can come in and, and uh, take a few minutes to, uh, to read their, their uh, material. And we had great, we had similar series in the spring of three rounds of this, and we had great response. And a, a number of people came back over and over again. It's a well, well subscribed. And another literary event that we're going to do is a six week. Um, playwriting workshop. It's going to be presented by uh, Sarah Moon, who's the artist writer in residence at EC Chap up in uh, Willimantic. Uh, so she'll be there uh, September 27th and six or five Wednesdays after that for a total of six weeks uh, playwriting workshop. And that's going to be at the Booth and Dimmick uh, Library, which has just reopened. And <clears throat> it's a stunning uh, renovation that they've done. They've solved a lot of the, um, they had water water drainage problems in the basement. And oh yeah. They've expanded the square footage and there's a, there's a dedicated space for a community room. Um, it's just a really, really nice uh, 
a nice project. Another another hats off to John Elsesser, I should say. Well, you know, it's kind of like the Shabu stage because they built it for certain large events, but then anybody else can use it. Yeah. It's there all year, right? Yeah. Well, the, the library is, is is a coming thing now that it's yeah. uh, it's it's up to up to the minute, up to date. Um, good stuff is going to begin happening there, and we're going to continue our relationship. Um, this uh, playwriting workshop yeah. is uh, is our first major outing, but we've done some other things with the library in the past. But we're going to go full bore on uh, making uh, making things happen in collaboration with the uh, Booth and Dimmick Library. Now, you know, one thing that we have for all the arts organizations that come to visit is that they all have their own internal structure and they have a board. And they have turnover, people leave, people finish terms, new people are coming in. And that volunteer energy makes all this stuff happen, right? I mean, nobody's going to get a high-paid CEO here. But they're all adding their contribution to make it work like Richard. Uh, can you talk about some of the things that your board members do and well, what the needs are? We have we have officers who hang, handle the the principal activities. We have a secretary who does a newsletter and all kinds of emailings. Mm -hmm. um, our treasurer has given us you know really top quality bookkeeping that allows us to uh, apply for grants and keep track of the money right, uh, right. in a responsible way. Um, it's all it's all part of you know doing business in a in a really structured and responsible way. So we've gotten funding from Connecticut Humanities two years, and we have another grant that we, we're still working on now and next year from the town of Coventry. So um, doing business professionally is the way to, uh, to impress people uh, and then impress them with your results. So we have uh, we have about 12 people on the board. Um, some are more active than others. Mm -hmm. we, we would love to put a couple of more people who would like to do work uh, project work, proposed projects, mm -hmm. um, maybe in an area that uh, we may not be covering so well. Uh, there's, you know, there's hundreds of different ways that you can do uh, arts programming. So if any of the, your listeners are interested or have uh, friends or family who are interested, um, go to our website, which is CoventryArtsGuild.org. Uh, look over the, the shape of the um, of the guild, and there's also an extensive uh, write-up about our our festival on Saturday. And uh, send us an email, info at coventryartsguild.com, and tell us what your uh, what your interests are. And uh, we would love to to have you sit in on our monthly business meetings, get acquainted with a, a great group of people and uh, yeah. talented. Uh, and most of them are artists, and they're giving some of their uh, their valuable time to uh, making it uh, spreading the wealth and the culture among our uh, really on the region so yeah when you share your work collectively it brings lots of benefits yeah. beyond just doing the good work and these boards live and die on volunteer energy to bring in ideas and give continuity year to year to maintain projects moving forward that's a really hard thing to do sometimes well we're, we're doing it and we're going to keep yeah. doing it that's our plan <laughs> Okay, well, we've had Richard White with us today in the program from the Coventry Arts Guild. CoventryArtsGuild.org is the website to follow up on all their events throughout the year. We'll have Richard back maybe around Thanksgiving to talk about wintertime end-of-year events. So I wish you a great season, uh, you know, especially this coming weekend, Richard. Thank you so much. So good to be here, and we always appreciate the invitation to come back. You bet. All righty, well, we're going to take a break now for a few minutes, a couple of messages, and we'll be right back. Don't go away. Okay. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, we covered everything, so I think we came to a natural close. You bet, Richard. Thank you. Good seeing you again. All right. I've been there in the past. I have a wedding this weekend in Pennsylvania, so I'll be away, but I wish you a good day.
Thank you so much. You betcha. Take care. Okay. Evan. On deck, Evan Wood. Ah, yes, he's batting 345. He's doing well. Have a seat, my good man. So, uh, with all the work, a couple of things. We have a few minutes before the break. Um, by the way, depending on when these people arrive, Matt, I, I have uh, uh, some good calendar stuff to fill in if we need a few minutes. I'll keep my eye open. Yeah, I mean... I'll go with the song, but if I need more time, if there's a hassle, we'll just fill. Okay. Okay. So, uh, one thing I want to do is talk about your music here and now, what the environment is like in venues in different areas, what it's like to make it work economically, sure. and then how you took your music education and you're using it. Okay. So, a little bit about Eastern, the music program, not all the details, but that in some way it helped inform you, it helped to have you grow your skills, and now you're out applying more and more. Just some way to show how music education can be for education and teaching, and then you have the world of performance, right? Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. The Grammy's on the way, man. The Grammy's on the way. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, how far do you go for the gigs now? What's your radius? Um, I just Facebook. started. I just started booking some stuff in New York City, actually. So, yeah. So that's that's my furthest right now. I guess Massachusetts to New York City. That's. And uh, how is it that you have networked to the point when people in New York City will talk to you? Um, you'd I mean, be surprised what a good website and a nice email can do, you know? Seriously? Yeah. Just... Yeah? Were you surprised? A little bit, but I okay. think I think there, there are places that welcome newer artists, you know? Right. Um, That's true. In New York, it's... it's there's a whole rainbow of different kinds of clubs. Definitely, definitely. I see what you mean, yeah. But but around here, I mean, there's, there's definitely clubs that I've had to work up to um, and okay. meet the right people and, and play there mm -hmm. in other people's bands before I can book my own band, sure. things like that. You know? Well, I'm going to ask those kind of things. I don't want you to give it all away now, but just to kind of personalize this, is there anything special you want to cover in particular? So I make sure that I hit on that Um, for you. I'm playing at Black Eyed Sally's in Hartford on Friday, which is a show I'd like to promote. And then there's a show the following Friday at Jazzy's Cabaret uh, in New Haven. Okay, so we'll those, talk those about are kind that. Of the two. Okay. And then my website is is um, evanwoodlive.com. Okay. Live. Yes. Okay. Because I'm going to ask you also, technology-wise. Uh, how you're using the technology to either show your stuff, to recruit gigs, to let people know how that works. Uh, how are we doing for time now, Matt? What was that? Two minutes. Two? Okay. Uh, minute and a half. Minute and a half. Okay. So uh, the people are driving in. F uh, you know, hopefully the heavy rains are not causing a problem for them. Uh, I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, check my phone if you see... If I missed any calls. Big Y called you. Big Y, my prescription is ready. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's for my thyroid, my thyroid stuff. Okay, cool. Very One nice. Minute. One minute. Uh, in the fall, are there plans for any gigs closer? Actually, you know what? I should promote. Um, I have a gig at, at Grounded on Sunday. Grounded. So, okay. The final brunch of, of the summer. Okay, Grounded Coffee right on Main. Okay. 
Because what I mentioned, you know, the whole economics, small can work if your expenses are scaled. It's a slow start, but it can move. And you're talking about how you're making it work so you can feel progress, even though it's not where you want it to be. You're on the way. Feeling that you're on the way is half the yeah. battle, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. 15 seconds. Okay. Three, two, one. Okay, we're back on the home front live here. John Murphy, very happy to be with you. And we're sharing time in the studio now with musician Evan Wood, who is uh, also, uh, he has finished uh, some education at Eastern in the music program. He's very active in our region as a musician in his own bands and other people's bands. And as you know, periodically, we kind of look at the live music culture. Different venues will come on. We've had the Stomping Ground. We've had the Packing House, other venues. And so Evan is covering the whole area, and he's also getting into New York City as well. So I thought it would be nice to have Evan here to talk about the individual and how people are making a go at today, live music, and how they're making the economics work and how they're finding audiences. So thanks for coming by today. I know it's been a lot of work. We've talked a few times over the years. It's nice to see you still out there banging it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, John. You bet. Excited to be here. You bet. So let's start out right away with some business. He has uh, some events coming up in the near future. We'll talk about ways to see Evan, and then we'll talk more about how things are planned out. So Yes, yeah, so uh, a few local events in Connecticut coming up that I'd like to, like to come on here and promote. But uh, for the locals in Willimantic this Sunday, uh, the 17th, I believe, is this, this Sunday, mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, the final brunch at Grounded Coffee, and that runs from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, it's going to be, it's actually going to be a really fun one. I'm going to be playing drums while DJing, while a bass player plays as well. So it's going to be interesting, okay. doing some experimentation. Kind of multidimensional. Yes, yeah, it'll be, okay. it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Ground is a, a wonderful spot. They've been really oh, yeah. welcoming to all of my musical ideas, and, yeah. and they really support the community. I really appreciate them. Yeah, I know in the past you've also done some nice programming with Andy at uh, uh, Stone uh, Row, yeah. Exactly, in their outdoor series. That's very nice as well. Yes. So there is yeah, a local yeah. audience. Definitely. Now, you're going to be in Hartford at Black Eyed Sally's. That's a really famous venue. How'd you get in there? That's a good one. Yeah, so this, this took uh, quite a bit of work, I would say, to, to get booked there. But that's going to be my uh, my hip-hop band um, with some locals, some UConn students, um, and, and Eastern students, uh, that's going to be a really exciting show. That's this Friday. Uh, we start at 8, and and I think what it took to to build up to playing that venue was uh, was really being a part of the Hartford jazz scene and, and working in there, and, um, you know, they have a jam session every Wednesday, so being a part of that, showing up. Right. Um, and also things like uh, growing our audience at UConn. We won the, the Battle of the Bands at UConn. Uh, last in the spring in, in the spring yeah last spring and congratulations and was, thank you thank you excellent that was really really good for our growth as well um and the band's name is static uh yeah i really i, I think just pushing and and people seeing that we're active keeping a, a well-run social media page keeping lots of content flowing right. on youtube on on instagram facebook uh, doing smaller shows in more obscure areas, and it, it all kind of builds up into into being able to to play at a venue like Black Eyed Sally's, which we're very very excited to to be performing there. 
And you also have arranged to break through the walls to get into the New York scene, which is wide and diverse, large and small. So how does someone starting out in the area find their way into the Big Apple? I think New York City is, is a little scary at first, but really it's, you got to realize it's the same. It's, it's venues that are trying to book music that people are going to enjoy. And if you can provide that, you know, the money might not be the reason you go out there to do that, but yeah. it's, it's an exciting process. And, uh, and I think it's worth it for every musician to try and do that, to try and just see what it's like, see, see how, how audiences in New York City are going to respond to the music. Cause I know how they respond here, Yeah. but you know, in, in a place filled with so many people who knows how it's going to go. Right. Well, that's part of the fun too, is that it's, it's like an improvisation of another kind. Definitely. And it, it's exciting. You know, maybe I'll, um, I can play with musicians from New York instead of calling musicians from Connecticut. So it's, it's, it's almost a networking game as well for me to go out there. Yeah, yeah. So this is another example of folks take a music education and they invest in it, and some go into actual education and they teach it. Some go into performance. Some do both, of course. Some players are great teachers. But could you talk a bit about how your musical education at Eastern helped you to find your way, and what kind of things did you learn there that helped you to be more uh, in control of your choices, that kind of stuff? To be honest, I think the biggest thing I've gotten from school, I'm a senior at Eastern right now. This right. is my last semester. That's right. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I've, I've come across is just being around young, um, excited college students. It, it brings up opportunities. Um, so other musicians that I've met that are throwing shows, say, at Shabu Stage, and then I meet the rapper that's now in my band, you know, things like that, really just, just being a part of the community and being around like-minded people, I think, has really uh, done well for my career. Um, and I think I've learned a lot from, I, I have a mentor named Matt Bronson. He's a, an adjunct percussion uh, teacher at Eastern, and he's really helped me out a lot uh, with my branding, marketing, um, mm -hmm. even just creating video content, things like that, and just, just been a really good resource of helping me get work to financially sustain myself in in an industry as tough as music yeah you know the new technology it's a fragile thing even though it's delicate and beautiful it's still fragile uh evanwoodlive.com is a website could you know without losing us in technicalities how are you using the web to fulfill your work so recently i've, I've been really I've, I've been really trying to maintain a very active social media presence and i think Especially as someone my age, it's it's almost it's impossible not to be on the internet, and at the same time, I can really use this as as a way to help me. So it's almost I see it as my resume, you know, my Instagram page, my website. It's all a resume of where I'm playing, who I'm playing with, the right. kind of music I'm playing, how often I'm playing, um, even as much as what am I wearing, you know, mm -hmm. what. I mean, I, I don't think any anything's out of the picture for me. You know, yeah. maybe if I if I post a bunch of pictures where I'm wearing cool clothes, a modeling company will hit me up. You know, there's no, it's just like it's just a resume. You know, yeah. putting out a resume of myself. And then there's also the the more um, numerical, I guess, way to think about it. Where oh, if he has this many followers, mm -hmm. maybe he can bring this many people to our venue. But 
Well, you know, some of that stuff, maybe if you just show growth, it's not the number, but, oh, there's a trend. Yeah, the audience is growing over a year, but not so much how huge it is because it's a different stage of development. I think you're right. I think it's right? it's very much about the activity of the page and the quality of the content on the page rather than the actual number because I don't think the number always correlates with the number of physical people that you can reach. Right. It's just a measure, you know. Definitely. And, you know, when you're working in all kinds of venues, I wonder, what's your sense of how the venues are making out? After COVID, most of them shut down. They're still struggling. But, you know, when you go to these different places, what's your sense of their stability and how well they're doing with all their different acts? I would say it's it's definitely tough. I think the restaurants and the venues are struggling to pay the bands what they would like to pay the bands, and the bands are struggling to bring the people in that yeah. will get the restaurant, the business, to kind of pay for that investment of the band. Make it work. Um, yeah. But it, it's interesting, too, because I think some venues want the band but don't want to invest in the band, don't want to work with the band. But then there's other venues that want to invest in the band and want to invest in the people that are that are in the band and really care about their employees, and those are the places that really do well. Um, I think a really good example of that is the place I play every Tuesday in Mystic, Connecticut, and that's called the Port of Call. That's every Tuesday, 7 to 10, um, and that's a restaurant that really cares about their staff. They really care about their the customer, the band, um, and, and, you know, even financially, I'm not making, I'm not walking out of there with, with a, a huge paycheck, but I feel... I feel appreciated, and I think the the audience appreciates the band. And really, if a venue can, I think if if a if a venue can appreciate their staff, the staff will appreciate the customer, and the customer will appreciate the band, and it all just it creates oh, a very yeah. positive environment. It's a chemistry; it gets to be tangible, and that's why people would repeat. Definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah. But every everybody has to be willing to work with with everyone to to really make it work. Yeah. Well, Evan, I certainly wish you a great season ahead, and we'll try to get you back in the wintertime. We've had you on before about static, a week, and try to get some recordings of static. Definitely. It'd be great for people to hear the fusion of jazz and hip-hop and the words together. It makes a very interesting energy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'd also like to say while, while I'm here, yeah. uh, evanwoodlive.com, there's a mailing list where yeah. every week you will get uh, a list of all the shows happening. Um, so check that out. Um, yeah, th thank you, John. It's, okay. been, it's been really good. Good to see you. So we'll have you back again, and I wish you a good season, okay? Thanks, Thanks. John. Okay. All righty. Well, we're, you know, we're going to keep in the art mode and get into the quiet corner contra dance, but right now we're going to uh, hit some music. The Hills of My Windham, an old classic. Enjoy two and a half minutes. We'll be right back. There's a place that's nearest to Home among those friendly hills. 
hills of my Connecticut, Connecticut, my own. My heart is home among those friendly hills And no matter where I roam I love the hills of my Connecticut Connecticut My program here on the home front very happy to have you with us now for special guests this is a group that i've been talking about for a long time on the radio about their monthly gatherings and now i have them in the house it's really nice to look at the quiet corner contra dance group they meet in coventry we have some of the people that are deeply involved to talk about their events how often they meet and and the whole idea of dance and this style of unique dance and we have a fiddler in the house who's going to make a little noise so thanks for bringing your instrument dennis Okay, we have Dennis Knowlton, and next to Dennis is his wife, Joyce. And also we have Ruth Tracy in the house. So maybe you could start out with uh, your events coming up in your schedule, and then we'll talk about the group and a little bit of history. Okay. okay. Joyce? Well, I th thought I might start with a question we get all the time. What is contradancing? Indeed. <laughs> and uh, contradancing, is, it's a social dance. You can attend with or without a partner. Mm -hmm. um, some of the steps in contra dancing are the same ones you would use in square dancing. Mm -hmm. The dancers form couples, the couples make two, two couple squares, and then they progress up and down the lines to the music. There's a caller that teaches you the steps before the music starts. And then, as he calls, during the dance, so that you get familiar with the, the sequence of the steps. That's right. And then it gets easier as you go along. Yeah. 
So how many people are involved overall, if you had to average it out? Because they meet in uh, the, uh, the Patriots Park Lodge, correct? Correct. I've been there before. It's a nice space. So how do you all fit together in there? Well, we usually have about 30 people who dance. We dance on the first Friday of every month. Um, and it's at Patriots Park Lodge, mm -hmm. which is on Lake Street, 172 Lake Street. Right. Um, we have a series of dances coming up. And these these people come from all over. Some of them are from um, Mystic. Some of them are from Hartford. Wow. From as far Worcester sometimes. I mean, we get a variety of people who travel. So they're kind of like cousins coming around, right? Yeah, there's a whole... Um, group of people that contradance, <laughs> groupies. <laughs> yes. Um, so we kind of have a really nice lineup. We have live music every single dance, and we have a different caller every single dance. Um, coming up on October 1st, we have Don Heinold, who is the caller, and the Wild Notes. Uh, and um, Wild Notes is made up of three musicians. We have a fiddler. We have um, guitar guitar and accordion is that yes, yeah an accordion and right. the reason i have to ask is because um the people in wild notes also play in other bands and so sometimes it's hard to keep up with all those um people and for instance on november 3rd don vino is is calling and he comes from new hampshire right or vermont um and we have Boom Chicks calling or playing, and Boom Chicks has some people from Wild Notes and some other people. So wow, it's a fun band, Boom Chicks. <laughs> yes. So let me ask you this now: uh, How long have you been with the group, and how long has the group been around, mm. keeping this kind of art form alive and well? Well, this group started in Brooklyn, Connecticut, in the middle 1900s, 1970, no, 1990s. Let's get that. Yeah. Right. Um, I was about to say you look very well. well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well. Um, 1970s. Though. Yes. Okay. 1990s. 1990s. Okay. Um, by a lady who was taking a class in self-development or something and had to do a project. So this was her project. She started the dance. She got 120 people to come to the first dance in, at the Brooklyn Grange. And uh, Wild Asparagus was the band that played at that dance. Wild Asparagus is still playing contra dances. They're a very famous band, yes. yes. And the fiddler in that band is Ruth's sister. Ah. <laughs> okay, it's all in the family. They're all cousins. <laughs> all right, um, we went on to move to the, the Chaplin Game Grange when the Brooklyn Grange closed. Right. And we danced there for a while. And the, it was moved to the Hampton Congregational Church in two, and, uh, we were there for quite a few years. Right. And the, the people that were running it then decided that maybe if we moved closer to Yukon, we might get more people dancing. So we moved to the Stores Congregational Church. But the all those extra people didn't happen. It didn't work up there on 195, <laughs> eh? Right. City work. on the hill, kind of, right. I guess. Yeah. So in 2016, we moved to Patriots Park Lodge, and we are, we are yeah. still there. Yeah. So, Dennis, how long have you been playing music now? Uh, about 14 years. Yeah. And do you play every month? Do you play in bands? You know, in terms of you know, the way you enjoy your music, how often do you get to play? Uh, I, I play with the Choir Corner Fiddlers, which played at the uh, uh, church farm. It was the, uh, the Babcock, Library. Babcock Library fundraiser. 
That was uh, last Saturday. Okay. And uh, I, I get together every couple, two to three times a week, mm -hmm. a month, two to three times a month right. for various groups. We know the connection to the Granges because they're disappearing, actually. The Granges are, are really, and it's a piece of lost <laughs> history. Like, that was our food supply. That's how we yeah. survived, yeah. plus horses. But, <laughs> well, yeah. But, but I just wonder that, you know, the history of the roots of this, is that part of what draws people besides the music and the dance? It's the sense of history that this goes way back. Or, or am I being romantic about it? No, actually, the history goes way back. And yeah. um, the dance form came from English and Scottish country dance. Those are two different kinds of country dance, and it kind of melded when it come, came to the United States. Um, and also French dance, dance styles figured in there. So lots of times things happen in England, and then they go to France, and then they come back again, and they're a little mm. bit different, you know, because the English want to be like, the French. Sure. On a <laughs> so, good day. On a good day, right. So it is a social dance form. Um, and it is an American folk dance. So there is traditional music that is played. The fiddle is, is the most traditional instrument, but also accordion and pipes and um, guitar, uh, piano. Um, and way back, dulcimers were among the first instruments. Oh, right. Yes. What a wonderful sound, too. And mandolin, banjo, all of those are used. And it depends on the band what kind of a mix you get. Do we have some area bands that travel elsewhere, and so they also get around the circuit? Oh, yes. Want well, to mention any, any particular some ones? Some of the bands up? coming up. Yeah. Like we told you uh, Boom Chicks. Dogtown comes from northern Massachusetts. Uh, free raisins, free raisins. Where do they come from? I don't know, no but they're an amazing band. Free raisins. Um, that's all I have listed here. Okay. There's many more coming up. And first time string band. That's Sally Rogers. Oh, fantastic! It, is Howie in that as well? Howie yes. Howie, oh, yeah. awesome. And Jeff. Yeah. That'd be yeah. a great band. That's a big group. <laughs> so, so speaking of first timers, how do you get people who get there and they're like anybody who's new, they're unsure. And you're smiling already at that, right? So how do you get people to like just get into it when they might not know the orchestrations, they see it, but they're not comfortable with it? How do you get them into it? About 15 minutes before the music starts, the caller usually calls everybody, especially the new people, but everybody usually goes up to help. Yeah. Into a circle on the floor, and he teaches the basic steps to everybody. It's a review for some people mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. learning for others and then the first dance then he has everybody line up in contra dance lines and he te he teaches the first dance is usually a very simple dance he t he's taught most of the steps so they do them they practice it before the music starts and then the music goes on and they dance yeah. and the people that know how will help the people oh, that, sure. that don't know it's how all for fun yeah move along yeah and uh, what kind of mix of folks do you have? You know, like when you look around the room, it must be quite a mix. It is quite a mix. Most of the dances I see, there's older people like myself and teenagers and anything in between. Um, even adults carrying their babies on their hip while they dance. So it's a big mix of people. Um, the teenagers is happening more and more at, really? at dances, which is very, it's wonderful to see.
the young people coming into the dance, it also changes the energy. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> Do you know what they describe that makes it fun for them? Do they ever describe what it is that, that says, I'm here? I don't know. No. One of the things for me, yeah. and I see it in the young people, is they can go to a dance and not come with a, with a partner. You can go to a dance by yourself. Right. And you get a partner. Right. Doesn't and matter. Every dance you change partners. So you get to know everybody in the dance, which is great. Yeah. And are there any rules? This is probably a corny question. Are there any rules about shoes to protect the floor? Does that matter? <laughs> You're laughing right away, but I had to ask. Some places they worry about the floor. Some places they do. Some people you wear special dance shoes that mm -hmm. you don't wear out in the street. That's right. We, we haven't had that rule at our dance, but we do ask them to wear soft, to bring or wear soft-soled shoes. Right. So that the, not to mark up the floor. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to wear layered clothing because it gets pretty warm once you really mm. start dancing. Sure it does, yeah. Even in the wintertime it gets warm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And how do you make it all work? Do people make a contribution that day? How do you take care of your cost to make sure the musicians cover their costs? So how does it work out that way? We have a, a charge to get in. <clears throat> right now it's $13 for adults and 6 for students. Okay, hmm. great. So in Dennis, I see a bow that seems lonely uh, over there. Would you like to share? We have a few minutes here, and I know Joyce mentioned that you might play. Uh, have a particular song or a riff in mind? Well, one of the tunes you might hear is uh, Bonaparte's Crossing the Rhine. Uh, we have danced a wow. uh, professional playing that sounds like classical music to me and modern music and old-time stuff, and... It's a huge variety of music you can dance to, as long as you got the beat. Right, that's like anything to beat. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there's a new movie coming out this year from Ridley Scott about Napoleon. So I think that's a very timely selection. <laughs> Thank you. They typically have, uh, they'll run through three, three tunes and they'll play it over and over. Then they'll go to the next tune. Mm -hmm. So you get into the groove of the dance for the song, right? That kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Now, one thing I like to ask musicians when they come in the studio is, you play the fiddle, but out of all the instruments you could have picked to make the noise, what made you pick those kinds of instruments? Just out of curiosity. When I was a little kid, I'd hear uh, somebody with a violin on a TV or whatever, and I thought, wow, that's awesome. Huh. So that was it. About 14 years ago, I, <clears throat> I bought one on a whim, and uh, the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> that's an example. So many people say, you know, when you're a kid, those early things are the triggers. If you're lucky enough to find them, it can be a lifelong connection. Yeah. Well, I Joyce want to say. Joyce is yes. also a musician. 
Oh, really? You didn't mention that. You're very low-key, <laughs> Joyce. I don't play at contra dances. Okay. So, well, what do you play? Uh, I play mostly the hammered dulcimer. Mm -hmm. I do play the lap dulcimer also. But... Yeah. And there is one band that does play with have a hammered dulcimer in it. Are they in the area? Do they play sometimes? Yes, they do. Oh, we should have you folks on sometime to talk about that because we do a lot of stuff here with local artists or local venues mm -hmm. that are trying to keep live music alive. People are coming out of the caves. COVID, you know, we're having a spike in COVID. People are a little concerned, but we want to keep the music coming back and people coming out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's always fun to play out for four people. Now, before we go, is there a website or anywhere people can stay in touch with you? I see one. Is it HC Dance? Yes. That's the one? Okay. So I just want to make sure HC before I... HCDance.org, yes. Okay, so that's one way to stay in touch. And that's an umbrella that oh, yeah. mentioned lots of dances in the Hartford area. Okay. Weathersfield, Quiet Corner, Good. all over. <laughs> so it's probably Hartford Contra Dance, right? Yes. HCDance.org. HCDance.org. And these folks get together the first Friday of each month at Patriots Park Lodge, 172 Lake Street. Uh, and you start at 7.30, I assume? Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. With, with an instructional lesson at 7.15. There you go. Go early. Well, right. thank you very much for sharing this and for the stuff you're doing to keep the community, you know, connected to our great culture, keeping it all alive and all of its assets. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, thank you. It was fun to be here. You bet. Okay, so what we're going to do, I guess, is end the show a little early today. We covered all the bases. If you want to get involved in the show, just send me an email. It's john at humanartsmedia.com, and we can arrange to get your announcements on. You can come in the studio if you need more time. All of our shows end up on YouTube. You can get a link to share your story with your network. So John Murphy here with Matt Rupar behind the scenes. Thank you very much for sharing some of your time with us. I'm going to see you next week.